I'm Commander Shepard, and this is Casually Hardcore, my favorite podcast on the internet. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Ladies and gentlemen, the casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. For Sunday, the 24th of March, 2013, this is Casually Hardcore. I'm Gnome Wise. I'm Iolite. I am Dexa. And I'm Grail. Welcome to our slightly delayed corner of the universe. Yeah, what the hell, man? For the podcast yeah, listener, dude, no seriously. time will have passed. <laughs> Actually, to get the full experience, the podcast listener should pause it for five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, like 12, 13 minutes. We really, really ran late this time. A little bit of problem there, huh? Well, it's interesting because Doc Dead and Ken sacrificed the stream from Show X over at VTW Productions because, I mean, the Alpha Geek radio servers worked just fine. Wow. It's this crazy simulcast we're doing with these versus the world people. I tell you. Oh, wait. <laughs> Sorry. This gave me time to get frustrated with Google Hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> tell us how you really feel. It's like, oh. why don't I get video? What's going on with this app? I'm kind of frustrated. I'd like you to answer 33 questions before you actually yeah. get your Google well, Plus Well, it's like account. I answered 33 <laughs> questions and then I get to a black screen. It's like, well, this sucks. <laughs> I, I Everybody OS, else turned their lights off. Yeah, iOS app is not uh, mm. Strange. A Google app on iOS not working yeah, very well. It's not living mm. up to shit. Almost as if someone were sabotaging them. Seriously. Go I mean, it can show figure. my video apparently pretty good, which is awesome because it points right to my chest. So, you know. <laughs> That's useful. Yeah. Um, you just need to make sure that what it says across your T-shirt yeah, is really, I wore, I wore, really engaging. You wore the wrong I shirt today. I wore the kind of a big deal T-shirt yesterday, so uh, yeah, it failed. We forgive you. I know. All right. So, so welcome to a slightly delayed episode of Casually Hardcore. Ah, now I can stop sweating. <laughs> like what? that ever happens. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> You can't find the right drop-in. <laughs> uh, I got one right here, just for you, my love. Flamethrower. My favorite. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Uh, so, as we begin our first section, we should probably play... Tangents are kind of a big deal. And if you're joining us live, and you should be, because that's where the cool kids hang out, and you want to be one of the cool kids, don't you? Sure. sure. Uh, I guess right. so. <laughs> Enthusiasm. I, I, Enthusiasm you have for this show hang, is awesome. Hang on, though. I, I think I gave that up for Lent. Being a cool kid? Oh, wait. No, I oh. gave that up like before I ever started. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I gave that up at birth. I've never, anyway. yeah. <laughs> I've never like, stopped being a cool kid. I don't it's know. Like, it's like my... <laughs> I was born and my parents went, no, she's not going to be one of the cool kids. <laughs> No, 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 Dex. I see we have Aid to thank for this. Cool kid, huh? 
I could play then because I suck too, so that would be perfect. Yeah, that'd be cool. Suck, suck too. Suck. Yeah. Suck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, doesn't mean I'm not cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all I can think is she's gone from suck to blow. That <laughs> felt good. That's where a lot of that dropping came from. Was that exactly. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Oh, my God. So if you are in Internet Relay Chat, you will find our producer, Nay IRC, rep, the one and only Barry Bumble. Please send your personal messages to Barry Von Awesome and he'll bring them to our attention. Don't PM the host directly during the show. You will be ignored for the yeah. Black Void calls to us. It calls to us and we must say silence unto it. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm. I don't mm. say silence to the Black Void. So we are continuing to refine the Google Hangout and I've actually been in it uh, since the beginning of Show X and it's been remarkably stable. <laughs> For those of us not running <laughs> iOS, obviously. Got right on on my Android device. Oh, yeah, I get, I get right on, too. It just doesn't show me show anything. anything. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of like, why am I hanging out in the closet all alone? This sucks. <laughs> yeah, there's room for one more. I mean, it's other ten, people here. It's a 10-user limit. Get out of the closet. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in there. I'm trapped I in thought the there closet. was no limit. I don't know. There's, there's a limit of participants, and if you do a hangout on the air... You can have unlimited viewers. Oh, cool. Oh. Um, working out this whole, we're still working out the details because we're kind of using it as usual in a way that Google never intended, um, where the 11th person to come along is supposed to get bumped over to YouTube, mm. where since it's all one big happy company, it becomes a streaming uh, of video the of hangout. the Hangout. Right, right. Apparently, we can't combine that with the static Hangout we've got here. So we have a permanent Hangout that's always live, whether we've got a show going or not. So nobody needs to be involved. You can just show up, click the link, and you're in there. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you can't do those as a Hangout on the air. Ah. You, you can't open a Hangout to the public and invite anyone and then turn it into a streaming uh, video. Gotcha. You need to do one where you specifically invite, invite people, people, and then it gives you the option oh, to do annoying. a Hangout on the air. Again, it's, we're using it in a way they never yeah. intended. Right, but right. it's so close to being exactly what we need, and not quite. Our new promotion on VTW is for a small donation. We'll invite you <laughs> to, <do whatever. laughs> to the Google Hangout. To the Hangout. How cool Again, that we're be? right back to being where the cool kids right, are. Exactly. Right. All right. Those were the droids you were looking for. Yep. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. There's another version oh, of yeah, that. I There's another version that of that one. where I knew people on that Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. That's one of my favorites. In the land of tangents and programmatic announcements, uh, I did some fine-tuning this week of the way we manage our Twitter accounts. So I've actually split uh, Alpha Geek Radio in general from Casually Hardcore specifically. So all the people who signed up specifically for Casually Hardcore, um, way back in the mists of time, I had started that name of Alpha Geek Radio, but then we started using it for Casually Hardcore. Mm. So we had all these people who signed up to the name Alpha Geek Radio who were actually wanting to follow Casually Hardcore. So mm-hmm. I realized that if you time it right, you can release the name from one Twitter account and assign it to another Twitter account if right. as you, no one sneaks in there ahead of you. And so I did some sleight of hand and revived one of my old um, Twitter accounts from the WoW Radio days because mm-hmm. apparently I was the first person at WoW Radio who realized that Twitter was going to be a thing. Oh. And I went in there and grabbed the, the WoW Radio name very early in Twitter's existence, and that account's just been sitting there. So, did the shell game. So, if you want to follow Casually Hardcore, the new name there is Hardcore Casuals. 
is the Twitter name. And if you were, if you were already following Alpha Geek Radio before, you're, you're following the new one. You don't need to change anything. Okay. If you also wish to follow Alpha Geek Radio in general, the Alpha Geek Radio name is now intended for the station as a whole. You should follow both. Yeah, I would think so. Because oftentimes our con coverage and interviews fall obviously under uh, right. Alpha but I wanted to give people who had, who had originally intended just to follow Casually Hardcore back their own sure. Twitter feed. So there's there's now two identities out there you can follow one or both or neither. We care not. We just offer <laughs> we offer it up to you and you take what you want. So Hardcore Casuals and Alpha Geek Radio are both a thing. Cool. Awesome. The as I mentioned earlier, if you come over to vtwproductions.com and look at the shiny new redesigned uh, website and forum portal. You'll find the link to the new, what used to be referred to as the video wall and is now the Google Hangout, which is allegedly compatible with uh, mobile devices, though we're having mixed uh, experiences here with uh, iOS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have an Android tablet or an Android phone, it apparently works beautifully. You do need to have the Google Plus app right. installed on your device, Android or iOS, uh, if you have it all configured, you should be able to just tap on the link on the forums or on the front page, and it takes you straight into the Hangout, which we're using to great effect. Hello, I'm Hangout try it people. On my phone. Yay. And we would love to see your faces, because mm-hmm. it's fun. And hopefully in the future, we'll be able to actually like, create YouTube videos from these things, but we're working on those details. Another programmatic announcement. We will be off next week. Next week is Easter Sunday. Yep. And additionally, Iolite and I will be traveling Right around showtime, so it just ain't going to happen. So enjoy your week off. Uh, we will not inflict ourselves upon you next Sunday, the Aww. 31st. Aww. Aww. If you want, you can stalk us, uh, you know, find us, and, and, we'll, and demand that we do an in-person show for you. Um, <laughs> in-person show? Dance for me. Dance. Dance for me, monkey. Exactly. You have been <laughs> a very bad monkey. Well, <laughs> we might be able to find, because I know today was actually our play with VTW folks. Right. Today is uh-huh. the first uh, game day, so it's, it should be so getting underway we, shortly. No, I thought it already started for us. I thought it started at 11. Sounds about right. Yeah. So that would have been two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if it's just getting on the way. <laughs> it is underway. So, okay. But if they do it weekly, so next week I, I hope to partake since I don't have to do a show. Right. I could jump in and show people how much I suck at lull. Oops. Yeah. Bring it on. be awesome. Huh. Is that it? That's, that looks like it. So hit the Hangout button and see if it uh, lets you in. Nice. Um, speaking about League of Legends, so Riot Games actually got some dough out of me. Oh, they, really? They made a good enough of a game that it was I was willing to donate... $35. Who was? Uh, League of Legends. Oh, folks. yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me the cash! Yeah, and then yeah. uh, Sun gave him 25 bucks to get some stupid champion that ganks everything, which is really annoying because we don't get any kills. So, hmm. Is that what all that whining was about coming That was a lot office? of whining, yeah. That was a lot of whining <laughs> We had a lot of whining today. Aww, I can't hang out with anybody. There's too many that people. capacity? Yeah. Dang it. Yeah, I saw something in so IRC. So sad. But, uh, Get here sooner. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we're we're on a little mini protest against MechWarrior Online at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Regarding, well, we're just, it's just kind of like I think it, I blame it on League of Legends. It's like you go in there and you go, 
wow, this is so slick and polished. Everything works the way it should. It's well balanced. Then you go back to MechWarrior, and it's kind of like, this is still a beta. Like, yeah. there's a lot of frustrating parts. I mean, it took them until now to realize their missile damage was ridiculous. Like, Death <laughs> from above. Like, somebody finally noticed, like, hey, SRM damage because of the splash component is somehow having a multiplier effect. And so that's why you see these splat cats walk around with splat cats. with six <laughs> SRM sixes and they just go bleh. And then you get hit and you're like, oh my God. I'm dead. Yeah, like what and was they, that? Yeah, so basically they vomit and you die. Yeah, yeah. They just go bleh. They just trundle up to you and say, hi. Yeah. Wham. Or if they really want to be annoying, they trundle up and then jump into the air <laughs> and then go bleh. <laughs> <laughs> So they said, wow, that's kind of messed up. So from now on, we're removing all splash damage from all missiles. Oh, great. And then I think well, they we finally small finished problem. it. But it's, you know, it's kind of like the what I had. One of my issues I had with WoW, is it, especially towards the end of my playing time with them, mm-hmm. was their patches. You're just like, really? This is, you, you, you're throwing us this one little bone? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way MechWarrior is right now. It's like, here, have a new mech. We'll ignore the fact there's a lot of gameplay issues right now. Yeah. And so, Shiny new mech. I, new we skin, still new play skin. it some, but obviously we're, we're really late to the game on League of Legends, but we are like, oh, wow, this is really good. It's a lot of fun, so we spent a lot of time playing that. I think there's a reason why it's unbelievably popular. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And well, I understand where people get like, Testy with it, I guess <laughs> would be the word. Testy. Testy, yeah. I see. A little testy. Hmm. But yeah, definitely. I mean, we still do some mech wars, so if that's the, the case for next weekend, that would be uh, would be pretty cool. We definitely still have stuff invested in that. But yeah, League of Legends has been the game of the week for us right now. What did you say about your bear last night? The juggernaut? The, the un- oh, oh, no, you, you, you came in the, while I was fighting, like, seven mobs. Yep. He's like, oh, bear form. It's like, no, unstoppable juggernaut form. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. It's the, yeah, yeah, don't bother. I can pretty much take on um, anything that comes my way. I didn't do that for leveling like, when, I was, when I had to, you know, get 75 million, you know, bird spleens. Oh, yeah. um, I would go grab, gather up 75 million birds and yeah. kill them and get my spleens. <sighs> That, let me tell you what I don't miss. <laughs> <laughs> 75 bird spleens. Yeah. Yeah. asses, you know, all that stuff. It's just like, uh gathering. There's <laughs> mm. another thing you don't miss. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. But I miss it in EverQuest. That's always the weird thing. I don't know. But we never, there was never really gathering quests like that. Never. It was always like you have to get one drop. Uh, excuse me? Super duper rare. I did a lot of gathering quests for that dang shawl. Well, there yeah, was a there lot were, of gathering. Yeah. Because you had to do every craft in the world. Um, it's really in EverQuest. I never understood questing. I mean, I ground my way through that game almost entirely. It was just plain old mob grinding. That's because questing was hard. Like yeah. there, there was no like little exclamation point. You had to go around and hail everybody and wait, and hopefully there was some bracketed text. Yeah, but and you had to chances were there wasn't, and you mm-hmm. just had to kind of actually read and and throw you know catchphrases at them until something stuck. Are you filming us all? Yeah. yeah. She got into the hangout. <laughs> <laughs> so she got into the hangout on her iOS device. Well, yeah. <laughs> Which has, like, no battery, so my phone's getting The phone faster. is obviously yeah. a superior device. Very cool. It's so, kind of nice. It can be done. Mm-hmm. We need more people, though. We need, like, 20 people. 
There's a, apparently a way you can pay, you know, to get a, shift, sure a 15 is. person one, but gurgle, 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 gurgle. But anyway, <laughs> watching your, your I'd, time delayed. I'd, I'd rather it's not. It's not good radio if you watch me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at Reginald. There you go. There you go. The Barry Von Awesome. Right. He's in our C doing stuff. Yeah, actually, yeah, because there anything. hasn't been anything from him in our seats. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he's, he's on the camera stroking. Uh, uh, did we actually do his... He can go blind Yes, we played his drop-in. I didn't yeah. even see that. Well, you, you were busy. It would be pretty impressive if you saw it. Saw it, yeah. <laughs> I can see sounds. Sorry, hear it, whatever. <laughs> you are strange. Be so literal. Uh, you are strange and off-putting. You are strange and off-putting. Yes. Yes, master. No, no. But anyway. A little too much Buffy. It never gets out of your system. No, it really doesn't. We'll be talking about the wa- the the Joss uh, later in the mm-hmm. show. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. The rules, right? You know what I did see though uh, recently is I saw the just because I there's no movies coming out soon that I've been dying. Yeah, it's not see. really for another month yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that's waiting for the we're waiting for this beginning of the summer yeah, films. Yeah, exactly. yeah well, Iron Man three. Oh, that's the yes. first big one. I Star Trek, Trek into, into Darkness. Those that's are the two later, that are like that's July. No. I thought it was July. No, it's, it's May. Yeah, it's May 19th. Okay, right on. It's right before we leave. Oh, but good. I just saw the the international trailer for that. It's really yeah. Uh, yeah. For Into Darkness. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, thank you, Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> it's really there's awesome. A, there's a line in there that really you know lends. They're either trolling us and dropping us more diversions to think, hey, this is calm, and they're going to make it somebody mm-hmm. else. But there's a line between him and Kirk where Kirk says, Better at what? And, 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 at everything. And he just says, at everything. everything. And come, I, I understand why they, they chose Benedict Cumberbatch His for this. His voice. His voice, but just because they said, <sighs> when you read the interviews yeah. with the casting directors and the director, he really wasn't what we were looking for. <laughs> they were looking for a, you know, a, quote, more ethnic person, more recognizably you know, non-Caucasian person. Oh, okay. And apparently he just gave such a freaking intense audition, they walked out and was like, we have to give this role to him. They, you know, they, the, our expectations, out the window, we have to, we have, to have this well, man in yeah. our movie. I mean, Khan is full of himself. Yes. Because Utterly. he is that yep. good. And Perfect. That's the exact same thing that Sherlock Holmes does, mm-hmm. which he's already proven he can pull that role off. Yeah. So it's it's there, not, there are it's not a little... stretch here to be, no. you know, an arrogant bastard, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but just, just in this case, he's blowing uh, up worlds. I really, yeah, I didn't, you know, when I first heard about the cast, I'm like, huh? Okay. I mean, I love him in Sherlock, but what, he's the main villain? Okay. Oh, no, yeah. he's going to be With each successive so... trailer, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Oh yeah! No, are you kidding? Oh yeah! He's gonna be such a good bad guy. I can't even begin to tell you how really... how good his bad is gonna be. Well, we're gonna be rooting for the bad guy, which is really sad. Yeah, I no, mean, it's, it's like, oh, yeah. it's possibly like, the best thing ever. Yeah, baby, yeah. Yep. Well, they're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna do a couple things right early on that that while you want to root for him, it's going to be really hard. Like, they're going to make him do something that's like, yeah, okay, I can't forgive that. Well, he, well, like, yeah. drops yeah. most of Starfleet out of orbit in an yeah. uncontrolled that, fashion, apparently. That doesn't actually bother me that much. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Because if you listen, if you ever pay attention to the series, kind of the rest of Starfleet are a bit 
like useless? assholes <laughs> and useless. Yes, it's like what they go up against the Borg and the Borg destroys the entire rest of the fleet in except like for three, our heroes in like yeah. three minutes, except for our heroes who still manage to defeat them one ship right. against the entire right. Borg existence. We were watching Next Generation last night, and you chose the Hobo Riker episode. I did choose the Hobo Riker episode. Best episode ever. I don't remember the Hobo Riker. It's episode. the uh, seventh season episode where Worf is. Moving from parallel reality to parallel reality, and in the climax, they have thousands of enterprises appearing from these different parallel universes, right. and they're trying to get our wharf back to the quantum signature enterprise that he belongs on to seal the rift. And as his shuttlecraft is trundling over there, one of the enterprises starts attacking it. Uh-huh. And up on the screen comes Hobo Riker, which is Riker <laughs> with this huge beard and all. Because from his reality, the Borg are everywhere. We're, yeah. we're the last ship around. We're not like, going to go back. He's like, we're not going to go back. And all I can think to myself is, dude, you should have like blown yourself up like six months ago. <laughs> if you don't want to be Borg, blow yourself up at this and, point. And did the Borg like take all the razors? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm there's no here. time for shaving. They took the razors and their shoelaces. Yeah. And and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, if that's the case, and you've got all these parallel universes, there should be at least like six enterprises there that have Borg on them. Yes. <laughs> no. Rapidly be like assimilating all the other, other ships. Uh, exactly. exactly. It's like oh, you know, the thousands of different no, quote unquote variations. Lieutenant Crusher, who in this reality exists, uh-huh. fires like a spitball at that enterprise, and it just nukes itself because it was all beat up by the. Borg is like, I just meant to like scratch the paint, dude, and breach their warp core. Sorry, they're all dead now. Yep. Oh well. Well, at least they won't have to fight the Borg now. That's no more right. Hobo yeah. Riker. Yeah, no chance of becoming yeah, a Borg. They, they, they escape the Borg to be killed by the Enterprise. <laughs> hobo Riker. Uh, hobo Riker. Yeah. All right. And on, on that bombshell, yeah, we're gonna go to our, our break. That what twenty-five-year-old bombshell? <laughs> what? Oh God. <laughs> Tell me it was that long ago. Spoilers. Oh, it was like, what, the Spoiler alert. <laughs> it was like the 10-year the anniversary of Firefly or something last year in 2012. Shut your filthy <laughs> mouth. <laughs> it was like, and they're talking about that shit. Silence! Oh, Silence! God. And just for, let's see. Battlestar Galactica is coming up on 10 years now. I reject your reality and substitute my own. I'm waiting for, okay, give me the next really, really good sci-fi series. Because we had Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not seeing sci-fi out there right now. I'm seeing some good fantasy runs. Like yeah. some shows that have done okay on fantasy. I mean, once upon a and time we see is, some really big like Game of Thrones one, and, and things like that. But episodes, but as a if, whole it's kind of if, meh. If mm-hmm. the uh, relaunch of Star Wars hits and is money, you'll see sci-fi then. Because yeah. it's the same thing we saw with like It'll Lord cycle. of the Rings hit and mm-hmm. everybody went, oh, there's money in fantasy. Swords and swords. Fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And same with hero movies. I mean, now... I would think Star Wars is kind of the shining hope. Though Star Trek may also. I mean, they may look at Into Darkness and go, wow, we just made serious bank. It's time to start launching some sci-fi Well, series. they made some serious bank off the original yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, they did a good job with it. Re, you know, I mean, they made But they may have been movie. saying how much of that is just because there's legions of Trek fans. So if it's right. not Star Trek, but it's still, jump on? But it's still cash money. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it is. But it may, if this can be a really mainstream or more mainstream movie, then you might see people go say, let's take a chance on some sci-fi. Because, I mean, there was like Terran, what was that? Terra Nova, Spielberg behind it. Yeah, well, that's the Terra thing. That people, goes have nowhere. Got, yeah. people have got to learn that. It's about the story. Sci- it. Science fiction is hard to write, yeah. too. 
because no, it's not. They, got... they get they get focused on the sci-fi and they forget that they're supposed to be telling a compelling story that right. happens to be set in a sci-fi right. universe. Agreed, agreed. Which was what they did right in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. They did a really good job making it a space opera. Right, right. Really he- good. Heavy job. on the opera. Right. Mostly and, and, and mostly it was people mostly stories. character oh, stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it, it's. I do find that it is. It's hard. I'm to find on. good science fiction that's done well. Oh, oh and by for... the way, if you ever spend time looking at the sci-fi and fantasy... Okay, this was the title on Netflix. Ribbon. Exciting sci-fi and fantasy. And that was The Ribbon. And it was horrifying just to look at the titles. I was like, I there's I can't find anything yeah. in here that I would be willing to even like well, click I'm, the button once for. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see uh, if Disney Marvel's ploy pays off with the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. Yeah. Because they've confirmed that... Through some machination, Agent Coulson will be starring in that. In yeah, that but still, that's that's not quite sci-fi. That's more that's heroes, which is kind of its own right. world. Well, mm-hmm. we'll see what they make of it or genre. Um, but it's a television tie-in to an existing movie universe, which has not really been done all that much. Before. Oh yeah, no, I, I'm currently I'm, I'm excited for it. I just don't know if it's going to herald in a new the era, next Battlestar uh, or something like although, that. Although honestly, the best ones that we've seen of that recently that were that were actually original content was heroes oh sure right you got to see the first couple seasons you got to see those origin stories Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and so i thought that was a really unique we're going to catch them when there is no organization when there is no justice league right when there is no whatever we're going to catch all of this as it's just becoming complete chaos and i thought that was a really unique take on that until of course it went off the rails um so speaking of jumped the shark to use the old term it it jumped the the bionic shark yes (laughs) the (laughs) mutant shark yeah so speaking of star trek the i've got some smooth federation queued up for you guys this first one is called (laughs) the voyage home we'll be back oh and also the same guys that did smooth federation are doing a Kickstarter for a video game-themed uh, jazz interpretation album. Ooh. So head over to Kickstarter. Oh. Um, I posted about it on the forums. Check it out. And we'll be back. What? Some Super Mario Bebop. Done with that jazzy overtone. I need overtone. to start on Kickstarter. Jeez. <laughs> I'll beatbox video games. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're out of here. We'll be right back. Hey, Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants at frogpants.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
Geeks in a Gaming World. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com with live simulcast on VTWProductions.com. Because I must sing theirs, because I always have. Are you squishing him under the table there? No, no. Both of my feet are, well, not touching the ground, but... Oh, they took my freaking kidney. So. I did not take your kidney. uh, Something we forgot to mention in the truncated opening segment was the... User, user call-in? No. Listener call-in topic. (laughs) User call-in? For the fourth half of the show... Now, this week I tried something a little different. I went to the Facebook page for Casually Hardcore, and I put it out to the denizens there, what should our call-in topic be this coming Sunday week? And we got some suggestions, so pick one of these. Pick one of these? Are we going to pick it, or are they going to pick it? There's really only two serious ones here, oh, okay. so oh, okay. we can put them both out there pretty easily. <laughs> Who's your daddy, and what does he do? Yes. Is that the one to pick? <laughs> One of from from David. There was a um, who is your daddy and what does he do? Nice. Uh-huh. From Nicholas. What steampunk novels, games, movies, TV series are you most looking forward to? Okay. Or from Andrew. What entertainment medium do you most widely utilize and why? Are you locked into gaming? Do you watch TV? Are you only utilizing Netflix, etc.? So I'd say between okay. steampunk things you're looking forward to and what is your Entertainment medium consumption device of choice. Okay. In this in Let's this era of, of new methods of consuming. I think that one. You like that one? I like, I like that, that one. one. That's, that's interesting. That is interesting. The others suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> who is your oh, daddy and what does he do? I didn't, want, I didn't wear my who's your daddy shirt, so yeah. we have to no, wear both. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Bah, bah, what? No, thank you for the Ouch. suggestions. Those are all good. Um, but yeah, I think the entertainment one, that sounds really good. Yeah, it does. All uh, right, but we're in gaming time. Gaming so. time. Bring it. Let's Geeks in a gaming yeah. world. Bioshock next right. Tuesday. Yeah, Bioshock is next Tuesday. Infinity. Infinite. Yeah. Infinite. Unless yes. you shop at certain Walmarts, in which case you may already have your copy. Really? Saw a little post on Reddit with a picture of the PC versions. What? Of, with a title that simply said, somebody at Walmart screwed up. <gasps> they put it out on the shelf a week Ooh. early at Whoopsie. Walmart. Oh, they, they are toast. They broke the street. Nice. Well, you never know, because like, uh, I had a couple friends uh, that had birthdays recently, and I ended up getting them both um, the Blu-ray 3D version of The Hobbit, and one of them got it on Monday. From Amazon. And it was supposed to come out. Yeah, it's supposed, it's supposed to come, to come out, out on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, got it a day early. So who knows? We got our our Bioshock Infinites are from Amazon, so we'll yeah. see when they come. <laughs> but yeah, I was definitely looking forward to that. <laughs> Just planning on story. leaving more. Give my regards to Columbia. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for it. So uh, you guys uh, definitely enjoy. Oh yeah, well, I made what, I made plans and everything. I'm so leaving you more played Wow this yeah. week then? Is what yeah, you're yeah. All right. Good. Good. I played League of Legends. I, 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 I painted a lot on T-shirts <laughs> and <I-lite. laughs> spent a lot of money getting my VL project done. <laughs> All right. Daxa, I don't think you've played anything. I just played a lot of the uh, Flow Free game. Oh, yeah. Getting through that. But no, right nothing. I'm... I'm I actually did Just Dance 4 this morning. Yeah, that's, okay. Daniel. that's a game. That's a game. We'll no, take our, it. Nemesis is addicted to yeah. Just Dance 4 for the Wii U. Okay. And can, can I just tell you, doing a partner dance with your kid where they're supposed to wrap their hands around you and uh-huh. wiggle down like a snake and you're like, dude, you're 10 and that's not right. <laughs> and you're my kid? <laughs> exactly. 
This is a little weird. And so, yeah. but we got we got the stars that we needed, and we're able to progress <laughs> to the next level. So, it was but, but, like, but we got the stars, so <laughs> it's okay. I'll just be arrested. <laughs> I'll just be arrested later. <laughs> the emotional trauma was worth it. <laughs> Nemesis was hitting both of us hard because he wanted the achievement. Because he basically uh, sees the achievement, the checkbox, and that this is a two-player one. I need one of you. Hey, uh, Dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been. What are the moves? That would no. have been so much better. <laughs> it would have been so fun to video <laughs> that. By the way, pictures. No, I would. I would throw in the remote together. Oh God, no. And and he he was desperate enough that he actually let his baby sister at two wow. years old, almost three, try and play. Yeah, right. And she's doing the moves, like yeah. she's trying, but she's not doing them in large enough. Like Motions, gestures yeah. for the the, the remote, the sensor bar to really pick her up. So she's not getting nearly enough okays and goods sure, to earn sure. the stars. And he's getting all mad at her <laughs> because she's not. And I'm like, she goes, grow. <laughs> Why don't you just grow? He's literally literally yelling at her, and I'm like, that's it, man. Yeah, <laughs> had to take the, had to take the game yeah. away from him. Seriously. Yeah, but I have to tell you that watching the two of them dance together was one of the both funniest and sweetest things I've seen in pretty much forever as they played Wii together. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I was like, that is awesome. Because they spend most of their time yelling at each other. They narc each yeah. other out, <laughs> yell at each other, and Nathaniel Standard. did this to me, and, and Alexa's not listening to me. Right. And, you know, it's it's absolutely like... Wait, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> you signed up for this. I did. I did. Free will was involved. Yeah. <laughs> but not a lot of foresight. Yeah. All right. So what what non-parent ever really knows what they're getting into until it arrives? Like, oh, I, crap. I actually had that thought this week. It was one of those super frustrating nights, and I'm like, I'm never going to survive this. Um, and I'm walking to the closet to put something away, and I'm like, I can't believe I signed up for this. And it actually came out of my mouth mm-hmm. <laughs> out loud. I said that out loud? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think either one of my kids heard me, but I think Todd did. No wizard. Possibly. It's like, wow. So I did game a little bit, but That's it wasn't good. a game I would we'll actually it. count. <laughs> it, it counts. It counts. All right, so okay. our first story comes from the New York Times. Of all places. Of all places. Talking about, and this is something that's come up before, is kind of is video gaming art. And it goes on to talk about the fo- fact that, uh, obviously, the Smithsonian's had their uh, art of video games exhibit that's touring the country. Mm-hmm. Um, Museum of Modern Art uh, had acquired 14 games, including Pac-Man and Tetris, and would pursue dozens more with the first group to be installed there in March. Uh, as part of its architecture and design collection. And then finally on Saturday, the Museum of Moving Images in Queens, uh, New York, opened uh, what is effectively an arcade, except it's very structured arcade to show a progression of gaming. From its very, very beginnings of... Space Wars. Or Space War, sorry. So that which was developed by a couple of guys at MIT way back when, and it's I mean it's the on a round oscilloscope screen because mm-hmm. they didn't have monitors at that stage. It was truly one of the very earliest, if not the earliest. Oh yeah, video game that had a screen. Right. 
because when, when you used to you do punch cards and printed output, there were some things that could be arguably be games, but, but not, 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 not a screen. Not a video game, because a video game denotes you need and, video. <laughs> and it seems to me like this is probably the perfect place Hence for this moving kind of thing. Exactly. The Museum of Moving Image. Yes. So television, movie, right. and video game, I think, is a perfect fit for that. Seems to be, yeah. Um, and they include things like, of course, Pong. Uh, you see, uh, even up to modern days, like uh, Halo 4 mm-hmm. is in there. However, they include like Battlezone, which is the first first-person shooter. Uh, that, Galaxy Force 2. That opened it all up, yeah. See, Battlezone say... with, with the um, raster graphics, or is it mm-hmm. raster or vector? There's vector. Okay, vector, yeah. The, the, and... With the stick your head in stick the Stick your head in into the visor, the visor and, and two controls that both went up, down, but one turned you left, right, one moved yep. you forward, back. So, oh, yeah. God. It's interesting. So it no was, WASD for you. Yeah, no. It was yeah. joystick a go-go. Okay. <laughs> so th- there's a little, like, under the quote under the image. Sure. Says, this ex- the exhibition is essentially an arcade where you can play shooter games from the past, like Galaxy Force 2 from 1988. Yeah. And I went... That's the past. Yep, we're old. Oh, I was eighteen in nineteen eighty eight. They said they even have one of the old to be on a vector graphics, a sit down Star Wars game where you're assaulting the Death Star. Awesome. That was awesome. awesome. They had that, they had, <laughs> in that same sit down console they had the star they would install Star Wars and they also had the Star Trek game that would install on the same console, except for it had the joystick and the knob. Control, which is so oh, yeah. your, your left hand on the knob and your right. You have a microphone, so you can negotiate with people. Humor, <laughs> really boring. Three, <laughs> three stand-up arcade games that I would have in my living room. Really, I'm, okay. I'll be writing really. these out and holding yeah. from the, from the actual box console in the right? living room. Okay, Pac-Man okay. slash Miss Pac-Man, of course. Classic. Tempest. No oh, God. Speaking okay. of vector graphics, the original Tempest and the original Tron. Oh, yeah. Tron was good. Rampage. Oh, yeah. Rampage was good. Gauntlet. Gauntlet was good. Mm. Third one. Um, I don't know what the third one is. Actually, you know what? I know this is not very popular, but I really like Qbert. When I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would also do the original. Um, it was an arcade game, but it was the new genre. It was um, the original. It's not Dragon Age, but the original. It had the dragon in it. It was an RPG. And you would, shit, I'm not going to be able to pull the Dragon's Dragon Lair? Dra- Dragon's Lair. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Laser yeah. Disc game. It was a cabinet game, yeah. yes. I would the do, first place I saw it was in an arcade. I would do Moon Patrol. <laughs> um, Street Fighter 2. Of course. And uh, probably uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was a great <laughs> four-player game. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, so there you what, go. What so about, you, what, gnome. Oh, yeah, Gnome. What was your... Three off the top of your head. The six-player version of Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, good. Shadows of Mysteria. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. soon coming to Xbox Live, and I will be living on there. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's like, going to have to get an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God, come on, man. Just give it and get one. <laughs> do, it, it, do, it. It. do it. Do it. So I can have another thing Jack that I don't do play. <laughs> oh, boy. That I can pay an annual fee to. Not play. I, I would. I would. To. I would play Dungeons and Dragons with you on the Xbox. You'd have need two Xboxes. Dungeons. No, you don't. And Dragons no, I'm with you. I don't I'm know. like what? Maybe. Maybe. No. No. It's not out yet. Fair. We don't know yet. <laughs> I would think not. No. It's like, um. We got what? Two more. Um. 
Jesus Christ, this is almost a call-in topic. I right know. Here. Yes, I know. Much. Seriously. No, I, I would do that, that sit-down Star Trek game. Okay. Because it was an actual mm-hmm. legitimate <laughs> shooter. You okay. <laughs> don't even remember the game or what it was like. I was young and like Star Wars had come out and it was like Star Trek is really boring. <laughs> <laughs> What's the original? Was it Space, da- space Like Invaders? literally. Put the, as a young kid, put so, sit a young kid in front of Star Trek, the motion picture, and Star Wars, A New Hope, and tell me which one they gravitate yeah, towards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Seriously. Amen. Say it right. Star Trek, the slow motion picture. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the other one's an obscure one that I played the hell out of. It was called Gyrus. It oh, was, yeah. Was, I remember Gyrus. Yeah. yeah, yeah great, that was er, good. Only er, all, and, and, and as a footnote, I'm going to take, I'm going to put it right next to Sinistar. Oh, yeah. Sinistar. Because I, I would put mm-hmm. Sinistar and hook it up to a stereo with a subwoofer <laughs> so that beware I live would shake the windows in the house. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, nice. Cinnabombs, baby. But anyway. All right. So if you're ever in New York, obviously they have a cool museum for you to visit. Uh, museum of the Moving Picture. Yes. Our next story, which is kind of related in a way, is uh, we had the story earlier a couple of weeks ago about the guy who changed uh, Mario Brothers around to where the girl you, in you Mario could Brothers. His, you could play as Pauline. Pauline was trying to rescue Mario, so she was climbing ladders. So somebody decided to take that same thought to the game of uh, Legend of Zelda, Zelda. Hmm. and to actually make Zelda the main character. So for once, when you call it, we call Zelda, the character Zelda, you're not Zelda. totally wrong. Totally wrong. And so Zelda, and, and it's actually an interesting arc because it goes through all, she happens to be dating somebody who is a, uh, her boyfriend's a programmer, and he was able to cobble together some tools on the internet to edit the ROM and add the sprites for the princess in there to make her the main character. And so, and it, and it kind of details the steps they took and the fact that it's really, the tools out there are pretty easy and intuitive that if you know what you're, you know, if you can follow instructions, it's pretty easy to go through and edit. It's just a little tedious to get through all the code. Uh, so they changed it, they were able to change it around and present Zelda now is the main character Yay! to play as. And then she saves Link. <laughs> yeah. And Link's stuck in a little fire. And it has a screenshot in there of Link behind the fire. And one of her friends' first comments like, why doesn't he just jump over the fire? <laughs> but that's Why doesn't Zelda just exactly. jump over the fire? Exactly. Save yourself, princess. He's not coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that isn't, isn't that always the rule is you've got to save yourself. It's, Absolutely. You know, it's really nice to... to dream about the prince or hero who's going to come save you, but most of us are responsible for saving ourselves. <laughs> so I'm going to go, I'm going to take a devil's advocate stance here on this. Okay. okay. I want to hear you guys. Intro. So first off, are video games art? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Is it still art if you can, mo- if you're changing the artistic vision then by changing the main character around? Well, look at it this way. A lot of people have changed famous paintings and put people like Obama or other people in famous paintings. Right. And it's still, they still art. Consider that art. It's still okay. considered art. It's just think a how many times Andy Warhol's right. Campbell soup cans have been redone. Oh, sure. Exactly. But sure. the the reality is that that I do. I think that they're art. I think they require that the original creation requires both creative talent mm-hmm. and directed skill mm-hmm. to to produce it. And I think there is a difference between art for art's sake and technical art that I'm doing to create a vision from someone else. And so is it still art? Absolutely. Right. Was it 
absolutely and 100% my own vision that created this as the artist? No. No, it's derivative at that point. Exactly. Oh, and so you start looking at it and you say that doesn't actually make it any less worthwhile. Okay. It's the same as movies. I mean, there's no original or books. There's no and, original story anymore. It's just a story being retold right. with different characters and a different point of view. Right. But to me, I mean, this is such a different medium because like take a movie like Die Hard. So sure. it's an art movie. But what if you could go in and edit it and change it so that the wife was the one saving Bruce Willis? Okay. And it's, it's but it's that that's not available it, right it now. It would take but it, and it would take on different tones and it would take on sure. different social meanings and it would take on different and so you actually change the meaning of it when you do that. The same way we were talking about Zelda mm-hmm. becoming the lead role. Right. You you change the message of the story when you change the role of the players. So I look at it and say it, it doesn't invalidate it as art. Doesn't mean it's good and art. It, oh yeah. Either. And it doesn't you mean know? you have to like it yeah, as exactly. art. And so there's 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 just a lot of room um, in this, and I, I think that anyone who says that that video game art is not art is someone who has a very narrow definition of what art is, mm-hmm. and for some reason thinks that creativity is limited to a certain spectrum. Right, but I don't know. I mean, I don't often hear people say video game art is an art. It's more is a video game to- taken in its totality art. Yeah. The story, the the uh, graphics, the, the whole, the, the even the control, I guess you could say, is part of the art of putting it together. If you can consider a movie or a book or mm-hmm. any other form of entertainment, even entertainment that makes you think and grow, if you can consider that art then you can consider video games art. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you should, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. All right. Now th- let's talk about something that's pretty unoriginal art. <laughs> <laughs> Blizzard has announced a free-to-play CCG called Hearth or Hearthstone. Right. Heroes of yeah. Warcraft or something. Yeah, it's yeah. basically a Card digital game. version. I don't know if it's even based on their existing CC, uh, collectible card game that's in the physical format but this is going to be a digital free to play where of course you'll have the opportunity to buy booster packs or whatever for whatever amount um and i believe they announced this at pax east which on a quick to side note let me tell you how depressing it is to go on twitter and see all the pax lines updates you're like, i, I wish know. i was there this sucks we oh. start seeing the ones from australia oh i know that's oh really sucks. i so want to go there we should go there one packs yeah australia we'd have Come to on. plan that out for all a couple right. of years yeah we have to plan that for a couple of years and, okay. and i i had one of those moments where australia dropped down on my list a little bit Dude. I just saw one of those deadly uh, creatures there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I saw wasps. I saw yeah. videos of wasps picking up a spider the size of my hand mm. and taking it away to eat it. <laughs> I was like, oh! <laughs> first, there's a spider the size of my freaking hand in Australia. <laughs> Secondly, the wasps are eating it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but crap, but, but get but, me but, the hell out of this country. But Pax is there, which means yeah. it just goes up a couple runs. Now. Exactly. Yeah, I understand, but I'm just like, uh, yeah, dude, what, what part of Australia? I, know, <laughs> I have no freaking idea, and I'm not okay sure I want to know. <laughs> it's like downtown that's... Melbourne. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Watch the name right there. outside the opera. The, the, right outside the, the Sydney the, Opera the House. Sydney Opera House. 
<laughs> Somebody gets flown away by a pack of wasps. Um, oh, man. Kind of horrific. So, <laughs> so anyways, so Blizzard has basically announced that they're coming out with, in my mind, as a cash grab. I don't yeah, know how else to look at it. It is. It's not an original idea. There's no cash grab really... for a free-to-play game. I, well, yeah. Because you're going to be able to buy. Because you're going to be able to buy booster transactions, of course. Shocking. So I mean, yeah, uh, if this was out of the goodness yeah. of their heart and it was all just free, yeah, whatever. That's great. You guys are doing something. This is another. And not only does, does it seem like a cash grab, but it seems like a really unoriginal cash grab. Mm. It's like at least do something that's. I can't get from, I don't know, Magic the Gathering right. or any of the other like, iOS ones. There's a bunch of iOS games that are on there that yeah. are collectible card games. Where's the innovation? I will say what I said before. I think that, that Blizzard has, it has three really strong IPs that it works in. Three super strong ones sure. that I know of. And what it's doing at this point with the Warcraft IP is it is covering the entire spectrum of possible niche players mm-hmm. to tie things in and get this kind of long tail compensation, long tail revenue stream flowing. Mm-hmm. So it, if, it, if it spreads that out and covers the spectrum, they're like, okay. And they're going to use microtransactions. They're right. going to use everything to literally milk the franchise for absolutely as much as they can before they need to deeply invest in another IP. Yeah. Or another truly original piece but of one of their existing IPs. Supposedly they are investing in a new IP. Um, yeah, but we keep Titan. not hearing Titan. what yeah. it is. Titan. Which has been right. in development for, what, five years Forever. now? And no one has seen item one. Yeah, and they, they went. They went to a big, a big extreme to say we're launching a new original IP at PAX East. It's not Titan, right? Which I mean, so they, what is it? Have we heard that yet? No, or it hasn't they, come out yet at PAX East. because it's PAX East now, right? I thought yeah. it wasn't. Is no, it Hearth, Hearth, Hearthstone was the one that they were announcing. Yeah, Hearth, right. Hearthfire. Yeah, Hearth, oh. Hearthstone. Oh, Hearthstone. Hearthstone. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the just, Heroes just of like Warcraft cinematic. Right, yeah. right, right. Well, but yeah. that's not a new IP. Warcraft is the IP. A new game product. Yeah, a new right. game that's product. That's totally different. I'm yeah. What I'm interested in is a new IP for that. That will be Titan, and if it ever sees the light of day, whenever we don't, we know nothing about it. Yeah. Here, yeah, what I tend to know in the little bit I know about software development is when it takes that long, they've usually had something go on behind the scenes that yeah. they don't want to talk about. Well, it's like when or they've started over from scratch or something. Right. Ridiculous. Two right. or three but times, when, when probably. When they had the, uh, what was the name of the game they were making with, with Thrall, basically, where you fought... Lord like, of the Clans. Lord of the, oh, Clans. Lord of the Clans, yeah. They just abandoned mm-hmm. it. Yeah, where they basically said, this just isn't working, we're done. And the and same thing with StarCraft Ghost. Yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering... So they have a history of basically like a, saying, abandoned MMO. this just isn't Why? working, boom, we're going to... I mean, right. Well, yeah. and if you have the, the reserves to be able to do that, most people who invest heavily in an MMO, abandoning it would put them out of business. Well, the, yeah. Blizzard... I don't know if it was on last week's show. They have some extra cash. Yeah. We had the, the article about the guy basically saying, look, if you invest in, not, uh, in an MMO, yes. you're betting your company on it. Exactly. Right. Because it's right. so much The exception money. may be the one company that's got the unstoppable MMO and already have the cash for You'd it. think so, but look at EA. They bet heavily on Old Republic, right. and now their CEO has stepped down because of, right. of that and obviously the SimCity debacle. <laughs> right. There were, there were a couple of different it things It hammered there, their share prices, yes. though. And justifiably uh, so. They're not performing. They're not providing. This is the thing I saw over and over again 
with the discussion, air quotes, discussion of SimCity on the internet was <laughs> yeah. EA repeatedly saying, no, you know, doing it offline was not staying true to the developer's vision. Mm-hmm. And I say, to hell with the developer's vision because the developers were envisioning something that no customer wanted. Right. right. You need to design a product that people okay. want. So again, let's go back to the art discussion. Right. Uh-huh. So you're telling me that Don't the artistic art. vision has mm-hmm. to be for video games has to mold to the, the no. consumer. No. You can make a beautiful piece of game art mm-hmm. and it probably mm. won't sell. We're not talking about game art. We're not talking about a game okay. that is a work of art. Okay. And it will have artistic merit by itself. Mm-hmm. But if you are trying to sell that game for a profit, you have other priorities. Right. It's the same as regular art. I mean, there's right. a lot of artists that are poor. They've got great art, and their art is amazing. They just don't have buyers for it. Right. Sure. They don't have a lot of people who want to buy it. Exactly. I mean, how many, of, so, how many of the great masters were not successful in their life? Quite a few. Most of them, actually. Yeah. Right. So they had to die and then be discovered and... I was like, oh, my God. Or learn to be a VR dog bed. <laughs> oh learn to be appreciated oh later. Oh, my God. We don't right. have to pay royalties. Like, right. Yeah, okay. But, I kidding. mean, that's true of any art form. You consider Mozart, right? Rose to a height, died in a pauper's bed at the mm-hmm. age of, what, 33, 34? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, utter and complete genius mm-hmm. all the way along the way. And so I look but at it. leverage it into I, income. Yeah, exactly. No, and well, and he could. Artistic geniuses are not right. necessarily business geniuses. This is why we have managers. Right. Well, and that's why I was drawing the distinction between art for art's sake. Yeah. Like the fine artist no, yeah, right, mentality right, right. versus the technical artist. If I'm, a, if I'm creating technical art, I'm doing it for a purpose. And I may or may not be able to put, make my whole vision manifest in it. So when the developers are doing it, I agree. If you let the developers run ahead Stay true to without, their right. without actually consulting the market and what the market is actually, then you are making a bad business decision. You're not making a bad art decision. Sure. You're making sure. a bad it's business sure. decision. Any and number, now you won't be able to produce any but, more art. But it's such a mix because it's like you want to do art, but at the same time you have to sell the art, so you have yeah. to well, find And that that's medium. the compromise, yeah. right? Using WoW as an example, you, know, you get the people who bitch about how the game has been nerfed and made simple and dumb over the years? Like, no. They made it into something that their customers wanted. Because the seething mass of humanity customer base didn't want to have to buy ammo. Didn't, in the middle, and they didn't want to have to leave their raid as a warlock to go harvest shards so they could continue the raid. There there are mechanics like that that the hardcore say, that's how it should be because that's how it would be in reality. It wasn't the fantasy game for one thing. And also, that's just not fun. But I don't, see, and not to get on a whole different subject. (laughs) We're I can hammer on that. Like, where is the seething mass that was asking for stupidity in their game? They're still paying. I'm trying, well, I mean, they're they're still paying. They're paying for it, but that doesn't mean they were asking for it. I mean, you look on the floor. You left. Well, I left because of, yeah, but that doesn't mean Nothing stopping them from leaving. I never said, though, to them, and I never have seen on this, the forums going, people, wow, these talent trees suck. I really wish it was much simpler to get through the talent tree. So, Where was that post? So, so let me, like, let me, let me talk. I do. So, I've never, never seen it. Let me Show talk me about life post. cycle for a second, right? <laughs> uh, we're way over time. <laughs> you don't okay. have to have a break. We can we, just go right into it. Okay. <laughs> but let's talk about life cycle for a second. How long? I'm suspecting, and this is just me with something of a business background, um, 
suspecting that Blizzard looked at this and said, okay, we've collected our first wave of gamers, mm-hmm. and they've reached the pinnacle, and they're, you know, they're, they've been satisfied for a while, but they've been playing for three years, and we know we're not going to keep that wave. Mm-hmm. That wave eventually is going to get bored no matter what we do. Well, what are the next wave of adopters or people who are going to stay for the next three years really look like? And when they looked at those, they said, okay, well, that particular audience isn't these characteristics of the first one, so we're going to have to slowly adapt the game to match the new wave. So what did they do? They staved off attrition by bringing on a new wave of clients. They traded one set of users for another. Exactly. And so that's why you saw... Well, All of that. That would be my suspicion. Think, if they're smart, that's what they were thinking. I think that was part of it. I think the other thing you see is after three years, the, the designers that were there to kick it off said, we're going on to something else. I've done Warcraft now for so long. And right. we saw I've been in Warcraft for eight years. We, I'm done now. I can't think about Warcraft anymore. With uh, EverQuest as well, right, where right. they just the original designer said, all right, we need a break. We're going to do something. So they bring in new people, and new people go, oh, well, I want to put my stamp on the game. Let me change it around because this one feature always bugged me. And right. you see a snowball effect of that where then that could, person leaves. I could absolutely yeah. see that. Now, as I said, if they were smart when they brought that second wave of development, on, they were giving that second wave direction. <laughs> Saying, this is the audience you're going after, so as you yep. make changes, you should be considering these things. Left, but... The second wave crumpled up those sheets and said, I know what to do. Yep, exactly. I've been watching this game for four years. Suckers. You don't know what you're talking about. Isn't want, that always the way? I want to really quickly address something from the IRC. So True mentioned the fact that uh, Mass Effect 3 ending issues also caused EA some uh, trouble. Yes. Yeah. That may have caused them press trouble. I don't think it caused them financial <laughs> trouble. Mass Effect 3 sold really well. well. And, yeah. you know, sat, they basically have said now, we're done. We've released our last Mass Effect. Uh, DLC yep. for it. We released our last free multiplayer DLC, which the multiplayer in that game, I cannot speak highly enough no, of. You love you loved your awesome. multiplayer. So good. And <laughs> honestly, the only game of Mass Effect that I'd ever replay is probably three. Because the other two had such tedious p- p- uh, parts to them, I would mm-hmm. never replay those again. So I personally am, pre- even ending issues aside, I was very happy with Mass Effect 3. But I just, I just think that, you know, it, it is interesting that they had such success with Mass Effect 3, um, regardless of the press issues or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, from a fiscal perspective, and yet SWOTOR was... was yeah, it fell apart. I mean, it did. It, it was did. good. It, it, you it couldn't just didn't hold your attention. Right, it exactly. It didn't, it didn't take have it anywhere that. new other than the full voiceovers, yeah, which that I was loved. Awesome. That was awesome. And right. It was yes. great. And then you get to the end of your quest line, and you go, "Well, what now?" And now I'm grinding, which I did in WoW. Right. Which so they did in every But you're grinding yeah. with a lightsaber. Else. Yeah. Right. No. Did you see that uh, Jedi Academy in like San Francisco where they're actually training we people? About that yeah, 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 that was awesome. Is that, Sorry. The article from last week said it was in New York, and then the article from today. There's another one. Saying, oh, I guess oh, yeah. there's multiple. All right. Yes. Awesome. So, before we jump into research, are we going to do a break, or are we not going to do a break? Well, let me at least let's do a break. We're at an hour in. Yeah, and I need another drink. Because I want to also. Uh, <laughs> We're going to break for another drink. All right, so real quick, now. if we are going to a break, <laughs> I want to get out real quick. That XCOM announced that it's going to come to the iOS. Yes. Which is awesome sauce. Awesome. iOS. Yes. Yeah. Not macOS. Just says iOS. So do you think it'll lend itself well to the touch interface? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've played yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. Um, 
This so one, like Frontline Missions is like a free one you can play on there, which is... Yeah, that's it's right. It's cute. It's yeah. fun. I mean, it works well. The touch interface is built for turn-based strategy, for sure. Or t- awesome. tactics, whatever you want to call this. That's why I do a, a drop-in for, for True uh, in the Hangout. Okay. he's wearing the hat? He's wearing a, a Morlock as a hat. Got it. Uh, okay. All right. You're listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Alpha Geek Radio with live simulcast on vtwproductions.com. We'll be back after a little more Smooth Federation. Oh, yeah. Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com.
researched chaos. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com with live simulcast on Versus the World Radio. Alright. As we cruise on into Research Chaos, brought to you by our all-volunteer research team, whom are awesome in every way. And we had quite a few contributors this week. Yeah. Uh, everyone kind of got on the game. I should redesign the forums more often. No, it's because we chastised and said, hey. Oh, we chastised yeah, them. Right. To be, we need some help. I see. I just chastised myself. And anyway. What? So the title. <laughs> I don't know how that lent itself to <laughs> no, Snooty Talk. I was like, I'm confused. What? That was actually apparently a very obscure Monty Python reference. Very very, Very obscure. obscure. Mm-hmm. So the research thread this week was titled Married in the Name of the Father, the Son, and the Force Ghost. Yes. Yes. Contributors this week include Aid, he of the sexy, sexy foreign voice. accent, MacBit, not to be confused with MacButt, the Barry Von Awesome, Sen Raven, Boba Fetish, and the fellow hairy white man, Ursa Heel. Mm hmm. Good to see you again, Ursi. Oh, he's back. And dare I say, ook, ook. Ook, ook, ook. Apparently ook. you do dare. Yep. What? <laughs> Harry Primates, so, night. So I did see a couple of links that I definitely wanted to talk about in you the research girl. thread before Barry borked it. It's, um, it's been unborked. It doesn't matter. I went over to the original thread because Barry... Um, you. Stop. You. you know what, Barry? Don't touch our stuff. Seriously, dude. So don't touch my stuff. Don't touch right. my stuff. <laughs> anyway. um, first mm. one was uh, the Canadian government votes against science. Yeah. This is just a sad commentary when you see a, a conservative group actually take and and make it so that you actually aren't allowed to conduct free exchange of ideas and f- experimentation from a scientific perspective, right? So federal government scientists must be able to discuss openly their findings with their colleagues and the public. And the government should support basic scientific capacity across Canada. And they voted it down. Yep. And, and I look at that Cheers, and say... Canada. Okay, if, if there's a specific reason, like you're concerned that there would be, for example, because it falls under this act, I can now discuss classified research or something like that, then you need to put that in the bill and say that, that maybe there's like governmental security or something like national security concerns that you want to put in there. But don't vote down an entire bill that actually allows people to progress our entire race forward. Yeah. It drives me You nuts. know, I, I did a little extra research on this one because okay. I was curious because it sounded a lot like something our well, government would do. Our government does <laughs> where they load right. a bill with things that the opposition won't want to vote yep, for. Right. Okay. And then put in the one put thing. Put in the one thing that's that the big headline. Through. That's the big headline. Well, no, grammar. it's the one thing because really at the end okay. of the bill, the last thing is and fund this current program. And oh, when you no. research it, you find out the reason why the conservative government voted against it was because they didn't the, the budgetary this, this rider. They didn't want to basically fund this one program. The you know, mm-hmm. and so what it did is forced them to vote no against all these things that any rational person would look yes. at and go, yeah, 
But then I researched further and <laughs> found out. <laughs> found another layer. Following another link like, in I that article this. basically says that right now the Canadian government sucks for science. They have so many, like, red tape roadblocks in terms of sharing their stuff that that's actually a legitimate concern of theirs right and again yeah i don't know what what to say it's one of those like you don't want science like how could you not want how could you not want a Uh, free sharing of ideas right and and this thing that that actually could for example as we continue research could you know cure cancer well yeah could as we've discovered actually like functionally cure AIDS in infants. Yeah, but there's could always actually, the people like, I mean, it's like... There's it, always the same people, thing as our government. Yes, they could cure cancer, but you could find new forms of cancer and, and, right, and instill right. those in other people. And, you know, so there's always a group of people that is against it because they always think humanity always has the worst at heart. Right. Well, there's also the... You know, there's one of the things that, that bugs me is that you actually we actually used to get contacted because we couldn't partner on papers with particular um with representatives from universities in particular countries really um if we were talking for example about uh cyber security or we were okay. talking for example about a particular um technique for infiltrating a network or something like that they would get mad if we partnered with someone from the middle east for example and we would get phone calls saying we can't do that and it was like, really? It's half their idea. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it wasn't actually all just me. It's not like I'm pulling these guys along for the ride. <laughs> it's like it was their idea too. So it, I found that to be very interesting that, that it really depended on the topic. Um, and it depended on the current relations with that particular neighbor when we were doing international work. Yeah. But the, um, this, it bugged me. It bugged me because I don't usually picture Canada as um, Mississippi. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I don't usually picture Canada as yeah. Mississippi. And you have to think, like, how much critical maple syrup research is being lost right now? <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you see that? Uh, what is that? Oh, Colbert? my God. That's no. hilarious. No. Oh, is that the Stephen Colbert where he ended up? No, that no, was an Anthony Bourdain. No, no, it was a mafia up. thing. It was, okay. No, it was not Colbert. It was actually The Daily Show. Okay. okay. And uh, one of the... One of them went and did something about the uh, maple syrup mafia. <laughs> oh. And he ends up drinking all this maple syrup. Anyway, it's really funny. <laughs> well, I have to tell you that the Anthony uh. Bourdain one where he goes to visit the maple syrup farm uh-huh. and the guy, like, he doesn't use sugar anymore. He only uses maple syrup. And, and he looks like some sort of um, cultist Santa Claus. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> This is really one of the funniest Anthony Bourdain episodes I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. So maybe we're giving Canada too much credit. I, I mean, don't know. I've always thought them as the more sensible of the continent. I guess. <laughs> we have kind of considered them to be the more s- sensible yeah. of the of the continent, uh-huh. even though they're only thirty million and we're three hundred million yeah. right. here. Um, but at the same time, yeah, apparently not. They're definitely at least more relaxed, but yeah, I don't know. We're more relaxed about not allowing science. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> science uh, makes you tense. So, <laughs> no more science. Speaking about Netflix series, so I started watching this series called The Trailer Park Boys, which is a Canadian comedy. It's about these guys that live in a trailer park that are kind of 
criminals, but they're like petty criminals, and they it's just the insanity <laughs> okay. that they get into. And the reason I found them is that they were the voices on my probably my favorite Archer episode, uh-huh. on the Limited, <laughs> where the one guy who plays on Trail Park by is, is playing as a terrorist from Nova Scotia, wanting a free Nova Scotia. <laughs> so. But uh, watching the trailer, it's been pretty good, but it's so funny because everybody's so nice that they keep talking their way out of these situations that normally, you know, in America, they probably would have been tased by now. And <laughs> yet, me yeah, in, in Canada, it's like, oh, okay, don't do that then again. Hey. <laughs> probably worst Canadian accent ever. Oh, okay, then so, don't do that again. Yeah. Get, uh, get close to the Fargo one. That'd be your friend in the uh, wood chipper there, eh? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was Minnesota. That was. You know, that was, still, that was still north, you know, <laughs> south of the uh, border there. Yeah. Minnesota, yeah. math. How's he doing that? Yeah. Well, oh, don't you oh, know? Geez. How's she doing that yeah. to him? <laughs> math. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh. Go ahead. Whedon? No, no, I have do? a different one off the original thread. Okay, I don't know. Uh, let's just do Whedon. Yeah. Uh, do, do Whedon. So Whedon, Whedon on is, Kickstarter you know. and Firefly. So this is interesting because it came up due to the fact that they kickstarted a Veronica Mars mm-hmm. movie. Successfully. 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 Right, absolutely. Entirely successfully for a series I've never watched. Nope, me neither. Apparently it was incredibly... Don't even know anything about it. Nope, I don't <laughs> either. Nope. So, But nonetheless, it was enough that everybody, of course, immediately went to Josh Whedon and said, well, they did it for Veronica Mars, where's the Firefly? And he said, well, first thing I had to kickstart Dollhouse, which I said, well, that's awesome. But then he said he was kidding. Just and kidding. I was like, I was like well, jerk. <laughs> and so he basically goes on to detail the fact that Marvel pretty much owns his soul for the next two to three years. Right. And he can't even get uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog off the ground. Part two off the ground. So it's going to be very, very difficult. Not only that, but Nathan Fillion's kind of busy with this pretty successful show that he's, which I had no idea. That's another show I've never watched. It's a lot of fun. He's the main. Yeah, he's. I'm sure he's a fun actor to watch, but still, it's. But his his the the co the co star. Yeah. Is also a very good actress. That's good. And they, they have great chemistry, and it's it's and and the secondary cast, the other detectives, oh, okay. are actually fairly awesome as oh, well. Cool. So it's it's a good ensemble. It's not a huge ensemble, but uh, the writing is good. They write to Fillion's strengths. Um, the character he plays is very, a very different character. Very castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starts off as a very arrogant, successful oh, okay. writer, and you know, the, the premise of the show is he's tagging along with a cop. Uh, to, because he's friends with the mayor, so he has an in, and he's there to you know, research information for his crime novels. And he basically starts writing novels based on this female detective, mm. and there you go. And you know, Right. And the first one is a huge success, and uh, you get the whole, you know. And so it, it's a, um, it really is a, uh, a wonderful show, and they do play to Philly and Strings, although there are a couple of episodes where they put him you know, like he wears the Firefly costume for Halloween. Oh, <laughs> nice. And, oh, no, there's, there's and literally he's dressed exactly as, as nice. and he's got the gun. Oh, that's he's awesome. He's got everything. No, he's, he, he's literally wearing his costume from Firefly. Oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. And his daughter's like, what's that? It's like, Space Cowboy. 
<laughs> didn't in her line, her return lines? Didn't you wear that like four years ago? Nice. <laughs> That's good. And he's like space cowboy. <laughs> um, they do those cross camos? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they do. They have little props and That's things cool. from from Firefly on the shelves yeah. in his office and little, so, little things like that. Yeah. Josh's response basically is filled with dread. <laughs> like, I was filled with dread when I saw how successful it was. Yes. Right. I was. I had mixed feelings because I love Veronica Mars and I want to see the movie. And the next thing I thought is, oh crap. All these times I said, if only I could, I would do more, do another Firefly movie. And now, and now you I can. Because <laughs> how many people would give you money for that? Come on. All of them. And, but he said probably give him 10 years. <laughs> it was something like that. It was like an insane amount of time. It's a matter of time. timing. He doesn't have time. Well, it's a matter of also, you don't have to get the entire cast together, even though that is, you know, that is what Firefly is. It is the large ensemble cast. But they could definitely do some, do what J. Michael Straczynski tried to do and, and that Warner Brothers screwed up with the direct-to-DVD Babylon 5 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mini-movies where they took one or two characters, really just one character, they shared it in one and Lockley in another one, and just told a story yeah. about that character, which I thought was an awesome way. And the, and the two that they made were really good, especially the one with the demon. Um, and you could do the same thing with Five Lines, a day in the life of well, Zoe. I, I still think, though, that right now, I mean, assuming over the next two or three years, Avengers 2 comes out, and it's very, 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 very successful, mm-hmm. Josh could probably walk into the studio and go, I'm doing Serenity 2. And they'd be like, okay, Mr. Whedon, here, have a ton of cash. Go make it happen. Right. So I don't even know if he needs a Kickstarter. He just needs the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, here's the other thing is that the option exists of why, why make a movie? Yeah. Why, um, why make it the spectacle of a movie? Why doesn't he do something similar? Fund it with a Kickstarter, but do something similar to what he did with Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, mm-hmm. where he releases a series of webisodes... It's a matter of right? and he doesn't own the rights to his own creation is the problem. Yeah. He doesn't own the rights to Firefly. Mm-hmm. The studio owns it. He ha- yep. They have to be involved because yes. the Fox owns it. Right. But that doesn't mean it has to be a movie. Correct. No, if it if could Fox still is be, smart, it could still they'll be, work with him and take a cut. Yes. And, and it could still be a web production or it could still be It'd something be great that... great PR that, for Fox. You would say, Fox let this happen and yep. they, yeah. they could redeem I don't redeem know if you'd ever go back to Fox after... Yeah. After that, but and Just very, saying. very common. Yes, I did say Joss, Joss, Joss Whedon. My bad. Uh, so yeah, we it would be interesting to see if they can get the time uh, from him, from Nathan, from Summer, from all the folks that are I mean, involved in it. In our lifetimes, we've seen that no franchise needs to be dead. Right. And if he can yeah. get it as a series, though, because he's so monumentally busy, he would need to find good writers right. to carry it on, much like they've done with like Doctor Who, where they have a pretty solid four or five writers that can really, you know, obviously Stephen Moffat is... Neil Gaiman coming back for another episode. Right, right. But, I mean, they have these type of guys that can come in and do an episode here and there that are super solid, and it fits in with uh, Stephen's, you know, overarching vision for the uh, They got Gaiman Gaiman coming in this season to do a very special uh, Cyberman episode. Well, you've also got to realize that with all these fans, the pressure... For it to be good and a solid story. I mean, it's got to be immense. It can't just be mediocre. Exactly. It's got to be amazing with the pressure he's going to have to do this. So we'll see. If Star Trek and Star Wars can go away and come back, 
So can Firefly. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Sure. I wanted to take a, a moment, that something I forgot to mention at the top of the show, mm-hmm. um, I forgot to mention last week. If you go to the forums, and you'll see a thread there, the Name the Mascot Contest. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we have the little right uh, tiara-wearing... Uh, My little pony. Pony. That uh, Pusar sent to us. Which is an avatar for no noise. Not so much. Uh, with the AG <laughs> Alpha Geek cutie mark. Uh, so we're looking for a name. Pre- doesn't have to be. We prefer one that matches the initials AG. But if you come up with something great that doesn't match it, that's, that's fine. And we've got uh, a whole goodie bag extra worth of stuff. And now that I've finally I, oh, I got the uh, cards back. And, we still need to get you a code. And mailed them out. I sent that, you that information. Oh, I forgot. Um, so everyone who, who won stuff, who has, totally. who has responded and sent in their shipping address, everything's on its way to you. So watch your mail. Some of you have already received yours. Mm-hmm. And so whoever's name for the mascot we choose will then receive this additional uh, conference goodie bag with a mixture of PAX, BlizzCon, and Nerdtacular swag. And it's actually quite a, quite a large bag uh, of goodness. It's quite impressive in size. <laughs> it feels big. <laughs> in your mouth. In your mouth. <laughs> when you say it. You shouldn't really be eating that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I do not drawer want to know what drawer she opens. opens. So t- take a moment to head over to the forums and give oh, us God. your um, give us your suggestions for a name for the mascot. And you'll have your chance of winning even more swag, which nice. I promised to actually mail out promptly this time now that I've worked out the mechanics of international mailing. Yeah. Slowly going broke. Pretty mm. cool. <laughs> Continental United States next time, people. Continental <laughs> United States. Oh, yeah. Nice. Whoops. That's not nice. Don't, don't ostracize it's, our fans from other places. I don't set the prices. It's, mm-hmm. it's not their fault they live elsewhere. Moving on. So from... We got to go with digital codes only. Oh, right? exactly. Right. Email them, yeah. 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 So we'll, yeah, we'll collect digital codes right. or small small cards like the WoW TCG yeah. loot cards that we can send. Let me tell you, cheaply saving a few of those cards from past packs that was for awesome. uh, League of Legends paid off. Cool, <laughs> got like, some of your skins. Rocking like got some free unlocks. Oh, okay, I'm like, yeah, I still got mine somewhere. There you go. Yeah, me too. Somewhere. All right, this nah, one. No, you don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, <laughs> you've been raided. I have been. Yeah. Compensation must be had. <laughs> Services. <laughs> Services. Services, yeah. <laughs> Services will be extracted, mm. along with some fluids. But anyway, mm. so from io9.com, our friends over at Gawker Media, uh-huh. mm-hmm. great science fiction and fantasy creators who started out writing comedy. Yeah. I've seen this observed many times uh, when seeing interviews with people in movie and TV that comedy is the hard. Is the hard stuff. You've got someone who's a good comedic actor or a good comedic writer. Right. They're also a good dramatic actor or dramatic writer. So, Joss Whedon many times said, "Is I will very, very often go for comedians, someone funny, yeah, over for a serious part, right? And they never fail to nail it for him. Um, So that makes it's it's interesting. Interesting. So looking at the list here, it's actually quite a large list. But we have. Terry Nation, who was the original creator of the Daleks yeah. back in the original run of Doctor Who. 
so created a somewhat iconic uh, family of villains. Even though now they're using him as silliness. Well, it even goes into the article to say, you know, Daleks are at their best when they're like mean. blowing people up yeah. and right. really mean. And they're at their worst probably when they're being... Mighty Morphin Daleks. Yeah, or the just the comedic jokes type yeah. Daleks. Um, Chris Carter, the original creator yeah. of yeah. X-Files. Douglas awesome. Adams, what a surprise. Yeah. yeah, which you could almost argue he never really he never stopped, stopped writing comedy. comedy yeah, true. Writer. He just happened to set it in a sci-fi universe. Precisely. Uh, Jane Espenson, who mm-hmm. is uh, all over the Buffyverse and is now a big writer on Once Upon a Time right. with the ABC. She's a producer of that as well yes. and did uh, things like writing for uh, Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. and Game of Thrones. No, she mm-hmm. is. She's all Everywhere. over the damn place. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Shows up in all these really great high profiles. She wrote for uh, Torchwood. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote one of the episodes for the... I love Torchwood. Children of Men? No, no not Children of the... Children of the, or the children, yeah. the, the so one after that. Yeah. Oh, uh, miracle, miracle day, miracle day. Miracle day. Yeah. The uh, one of the medical focused ones was was one of hers. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Not a surprise here, Joss Whedon. Of yeah. course. Uh, no surprise either here, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Really? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> another one that are comedians that are writing in Fantastic Universe. No way. I see. <laughs> the, uh, so. But Josh Whedon, the thing I didn't know about him is I didn't realize he was a writer on Roseanne. Yeah. That's where you got to start, yeah. according to this. According to that. And Roseanne actually came to him when, he, when she read one of his scripts that had been unedited mm-hmm. and went to him and said, how do you write a 40-year-old woman so well? Yeah. Or something like that. He said, you cool. don't know my mom. Yeah, <laughs> don't know my mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, Stephen Moffat, the uh, right. current yeah. helmer of the uh, Doctor Who franchise, yeah, uh, wrote for Coupling, which was a huge comedic and series. Right, and writes Sherlock, Sherlock as well. Yeah. So yes. Not that it's sci-fi, but still. But, uh, More serious-toned, but mm-hmm. yeah, he apparently wrote a couple British uh, com- comedy shows before. Yeah, the, I mean, but there, there are some very funny parts and bits to uh, Sherlock. There oh are yeah, some I extremely think, funny. I think he puts those in, and I think he does that same with Doctor Who, where mm-hmm. yeah, it just it, it is a funny show, no matter what they're doing. Even if it's a serious show, there's still times where you smile during it or, yeah. or laugh. Well, because you can't be serious all the time. You can't have people crying twenty four seven. Right, right. They'll turn off the show. Eventually. <laughs> all right, let's uh, squeeze in our last break here, and then okay. we'll come and take your calls. Cool. We Yay. shall return right after this. Scott Johnson here from Frog Pants Studios, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds with opinions. Casually Hardcore continues live on Alpha Geek Radio. What? I said, who has opinions now? Nerds. Oh, okay. We are continuing live on Alpha Geek Radio with simulcast on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. And while we wait for the first calls to trickle in to VTW shows, I actually have an email here I wanted to remember to oh. read. And what do we got here? Here it comes. So this one's called, Finally Writing to My Favorite Show. Aww. Aww, that's sweet. Hello, CH crew. Been meaning to write forever, but I'll keep this short. First, Final Fantasy XI has been brought up a couple times. It's probably been a little while now that I've taken so long to get around to writing this, but it was mentioned as not doing so well. I would even try to compare it to the success of... I would, wouldn't even try to compare it to the success of WoW or anything. But I think it, in a few ways it did quite well, and it's still hanging around. It was my first MMO. One thing is, whenever you guys talk about EverQuest, it reminds me of Final Fantasy XI. How it was actually a challenge, as opposed to the overall casual play of WoW, is one main thing. Just the experience parties, the EXP parties in Final Fantasy XI took more work and teamwork than pretty much anything I had done in my casually playing of WoW. Also, it is, it still, after all these years, hasn't gone free to play. Then one thing, the one thing I've always loved about it is that how everything and everyone all together on the same server. PC, Xbox, PS2, Japanese, EU, and US players all together. Something I wish they would do for other games. Uh, and he also mentions Project Awakened is an awesome looking game with tons of customizations. Was kickstarted, but now they are doing another attempt at fund was hmm, another attempt at funding. Side note, my brother is actually a dev on this. Okay. Anyway, there you have it. Keep up the great work. Uh, by far my favorite podcast on the internet. Take care. This is Mac. Not bit or butt. Just plain old Mac. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the email. And says, oh, and shout out to Ambrosia Hartnett for the hell of it. <laughs> oh In a friendly Uh-oh. way. Don't want her loving paladin getting mad at me. Oh. <laughs> In a friendly way. In a friendly way. That in quotes. I'm not <laughs> saying, but welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Who's calling? This is true. Oh, what a surprise. Hey, true. true. Saw you with your Murloc earlier. Oh, yes. Something to entertain everyone on the video wall with. So, which, uh, which, are you calling in to tell us who your daddy is and what he does? Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, I will talk about my giant money sink that is my computer ah <laughs> your consumption device of choice yes it's, it's like uh it seems like every time i turn around I'm like oh you know what i think i could really use one of these it's like hey let's get a oh 500 gig ssd 500 gig ssd drives on sale that'll be nice it's on sale i must i must get it yep right there with the 20 inch 8 inch monitor i just had to re- i just bought to replace my old one because it was dying but hey Nearly 28 inches. No, and you, it is 20. Yeah. And you call yourself yeah. a man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh... I can't drop the grand of the 30 inch, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So you, are, you have a little computer-shaped hole in the ground that you throw money into. Pretty much, yes. Now, since this is about media consumption, do you use it only for gaming? Or is it your primary mode of consuming... All things video, audio, what, what is its primary purpose for, and being? 
pretty much video audio. It's like I cut the cable cord years ago, so I basically get my Doctor Who fix via Amazon and my uh, and and uh, Hulu and all those other all my cable shows and stuff via those methods. So I am currently trying to build a home theater PC into limited success. The whole it's always been the dream. I mean, we've had a computer on our entertainment center since I don't know two thousand, babe. Mm-hmm. In various forms, so kind of rode, rode that uh, early wave, but now they, they're pretty much you know we we have those com- entertainment cons- computers on our con- on our uh, entertainment centers. We just call them gaming consoles. Yes, ironically, my TiVo decided to expire last week during the show, so it was like okay, now I'm motivated to actually build this thing. <laughs> are you doing uh, open source like, like Myth TV, or what are you shooting for there? I, so far, I've been through three different solutions. At the moment, I am on Windows Vista Media Center just for the sake of I wanted something that would actually not uh, do weird, funky things, though this is currently doing funky things with the channel numbers. And that's actually it's kind of one of the unsung features of Vista Ultimate and newer. So Vista 7 and now 8. The Media Center component in Ultimate it's actually gotten really robust and stable, and it's just one of those things that they don't make a big deal about. Right. But if you stick a, an HD TV tuner card in there, and they're not terribly expensive, the, nope. the DVR capability is really nice, and they've got some promising suggestions on what may be coming down the pipe as far as integrating that with a tablet. So we'll see what uh, you know, the second screen idea on Surface or, and or other platforms will eventually be. So you're all about the PC in one form or another, either on your entertainment center or just in your computer room. Yep. Awesome sauce. Thank you for calling in, dear sir. And we will catch you next time. And keep up the good Murloc, okay? And welcome to Casually Hardcore. You're on the air. Who's calling? This is AgriSSW. Oh, your shout-out's already been handled, It's already sir. been done, man. I Sorry. I will give another <laughs> shout-out to my loving girlfriend, Dr. Hartnett. <laughs> shout it's tradition. It there you is, go. Yep. It is tradition on our special show. So shout out to Ambrosia Hartnett. Go. This is the worst accent ever. <laughs> I come. I speak English very well. Worse. I learned it from a book. Uh-huh. And I know well. accents, and that's the worst accent ever. Well, if you know them, then give us one. No. Hit me. Yes. No. Then keep your mouth shut. I know shut. when I hear them. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Them? oh. I see. I am Job. <laughs> Robin Williams. I am Job. Job. The position has been filled. So, <laughs> anyway, what is your uh, opinion on this week's call-in topic? Uh, kind of like what Truce, with the uh, previous caller was saying. It's like, yeah, my main source of uh, consumption is the PC. Uh, it's it's all uh, pretty much all I do. I used to be big big console. Uh, toward the end, uh, right around middle school, high school, used to play PS2 like, and then um, Xbox and all that, and then kind of gotten out of console gaming so much and just focused on PC purely. Just like the flexibility of it, the ability. Uh, are you a tweak? I mean, he likes the politically correctness of it. Oh, don't oh, make me come over there. <laughs> uh, no, it's just I, I I love the just open access. Uh, the fact that I can do more or less whatever. No restrictions on the. Uh, compared to the restrictions of the consoles, more so is the online community and the um, mod community for games and stuff. Uh, just a moment uh, to shout out to the video wall. Uh, Sakani, nice ass. 
<laughs> okay, uh, then. He gave us fair warning. He, yes, in the he IRC, did, but he said, still. Fair warning to the video wall participants. I need to get up from the desk, and I'm only wearing boxers. Nice. <laughs> and all I have to say is, nice butt. Really? You notice that kind We're of stuff, then, huh? Hey, <sighs> I, a nice ass is a nice ass, no matter who it's attached to. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> check out Sakani. Oh, all Jesus. right. Seriously. You know, every now and then I'm just afraid that someday he's going to come to me and say, babe, I met a man. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a quite special man. <laughs> and he has an amazing ass. <laughs> and I've discovered <laughs> that I've been lying to myself all of these years. <laughs> you don't have to be a vintner to appreciate good wine. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of different than a guy's ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, Connie, I've just compared your ass to fine wine. <laughs> Why oh the chicks God. are not lining up in truckloads right now, I have no idea. So, you sample oh. ass. What I did out of this. <laughs> I'm suddenly embarrassed over here. <laughs> God, I love this dude. <laughs> Your ass has a really good nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We're talking bouquet here. Oh, my God. Didn't we have a topic to talk about? That was not Sakani's ass. Sakani has a a robust ass. (laughs) Full body. With hints of blackberry. (laughs) Not a lot of vegetable overtones. Very... Not woodsy. <laughs> Not woodsy at all. Not no, woodsy. More, 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 more of a sort of a, a peach, you know? Just got to make sure a you perfectly let... ripe peach. You have to let it breathe, though. You do have to let it breathe, though. You can't, you can't open the ass and just go for it. No, no. You need to let the ass breathe. For the love of God, man. Don't, don't, uh, you don't, one does not simply rush. A fine ass. Like that. Oh. <laughs> also, probably not advisable to recork it. What? <laughs> no. Once you remove the cork, you're, you're committed. <laughs> Just comes flowing out. <laughs> I am loving the Google Hangout because I can see us edging Sakani towards a cardiac arrest right now in real time. Like I was like aerating what? Oh Jesus. I've lost it. You gotta, you gotta learn how to decant your ass, you know, properly. <laughs> See, and, and originally, I, I, no, I, just I, I actually thought maybe he'd put like a stuffed donkey in front of his screen, and that was his ass. No. You know, no. No, 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 no. But I have come up with the title for this week's episode, which is "Decanting Sakani's Ass." Okay, yeah. fabulous. And, oh, there he goes. Uh, he's oh. just he's he's falling out of frame. Oh, we have God. we've yeah. killed Sakani. Someone awesome. someone call nine one one. Careful, someone might actually do yes. that. <laughs> they need to know or where a wi- Or a winery, whichever, <laughs> yeah, whichever number you have handy. Like, what's the vintage on that again? I mean, Last Tuesday. I mean, if you want to really get it, we could talk about, you know, when you have a, a keg and you have the, the cork in the side of it, we all understand that that's called a bung and it's in the bunghole, right? Yes, absolutely. So we're talking about you know, breaking the seal on Sakani's bunghole here. 
my you're God. Talking you're about talking about breaking breaking that. You, you, yeah. We, I, uh, we were talking about um, computers, if I I'm recall. just going <laughs> to keep lying to myself. Just over here. La, 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 la. You will be waiting a very long rest of your life for that day to never happen, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting a long time for that day to never happen. So it's going to happen. Huh? Just a, it just I was like, a really let me check time. the grammar there. 80. Let me check the grammar there. Like, <laughs> that sounded like a double negative. <laughs> Twasn't. Moving right along. Oh, my Next God. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are you doing, True? So did you have a good fa- phone call with us? Was yeah, that a good Skype call? It's not call? True, true. Oh, it's Agri SW. That's right. I'm sorry. I apparently That's got okay. lost during the True call. Oh, uh, no. This is, this, is the, this is one of the reasons why I love listening to this podcast. <laughs> Every now and then, we just go completely off the rails. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. Yeah. And, I didn't know we we double back to the tangent section. And, and, and blow our family-friendly rating right yeah. out the window. Well, <laughs> well, Talking about donkeys again. Well, Jeez. we only said ass like about that 5,000 times. So. In the butt talks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, where so. you've been shot. Uh, oh my god! I'm not a smart man. <laughs> yeah, but I know okay. what love that is. That has been proven. Thank you. <laughs> I, think, I think Gnome Rise needs a raise. Uh, no. Well, a raise from zero is definitely Tyrus. doable. A, a raise from what? <laughs> zero. Yeah. Uh, uh, did you divide by zero again? Did he Come actually on, answer man. the question? He does. He's also a PC man. Yeah, PC you man. Said PC got it. Man too. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, was there anyone else who wanted to contribute to this conversation? Well, we Is there another? Ourselves. Yeah. Hello. Uh, we I, three like... whopping minutes left before Emperor comes on. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See if he's in the IRC. <laughs> he's let's... in the IRC. Xbox. He's probably talking about Sakai. Yeah, it's pretty but... simple. Xbox. 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 If I watch my Netflix on Xbox. Pure media consumption, like uh, channels. Yeah. Amazon on Xbox. Netflix on Xbox. HBO Games Go on Xbox. on Xbox. HBO Go. Yes. Games, UFC, it has everything I could possibly want right now. I've Xbox. got I've got two. I've got iOS from the iPad because I use it all the time to yep. stream shit. And I've got the Roku. Yeah. <laughs> to stream what? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, woman. Walk away already. Just leave it there and walk away. <laughs> I love it that the person who constantly breaks our family friendly rating is me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think it'd be me. It's the mom of the two-year-old. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, uh, I like and I are on the same page. Walk, walk away. Uh, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> walk away. On, on, the, uh, oh, on the Hangout, <laughs> Sakani's image just changed to, the content of the camera is not suitable for casual audiences. <laughs> nice one. Um, pretty much exactly the same as I like. Roku box. And uh, the iPad have become the primary mm-hmm. modes of consumption. Really, because the, Everything, the Wii U, if it had just a little bit more powerful processor, yeah, mm-hmm. would have mm-hmm. supplanted the Roku box. But it's just it's just laggy enough to be annoying mm-hmm. for because it's got you know full Hulu Plus support, Netflix, all that stuff, and the second screen is really neat if you right. need to turn the TV over to somebody else to watch something else and you want to wander off. But it's just the the Roku is that much snappier and responsive, with the simplest interface known to man. I mean, really? No, it's dead they, simple. They, they, they gave they, there's like five buttons on the remote, and that's all you need, and yep. it does everything so you could possibly want. They took a page out of watch. Apple's book there. But it's got you know, it's got Amazon, it's got Netflix, it's it's got anything that you would want in terms of streaming 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Pandora, blah, 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 blah. And then the iPad. I mean, I do bet it on the iPad. Yeah. I do all my searching on the iPad. I do the show. From, right, right. Yeah, the, the iPad, iPad is pretty so, good for that, for sure. You know, but it's not from a gaming perspective. I guess from a, a meta view, my, I can use my iPad to control my Xbox. Yes, there exactly. How cool is that? Yes. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we always need all comes back to the iPad, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I mean, honestly, the the touch and multi-touch screens have changed the way that we view interaction. Mm-hmm. So, it would at this mm-hmm. point until something supplants it. Those multi-touch screens and in the tablet devices are going to kind of drive that. See what I don't know if it's the touch; can... it's just the fact that they can make a program that allows it to do it. Right. Because right. if my controller for my Xbox could be used to control, I don't know, my light switches, if I could program it to do that, that'd be and cool. You, and you but yeah. if you it's spend just the time in the there, money. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just what? Are, what are you going to invest? I mean, I remember when we had those. Um, what were they? Base. The X10 bases, X10 units, and we would automate the lights in the house, and we could control the lights in the house from the web, and we can control, you know, all these things. If we had any time and no children, I would have had time to outfit this house with that as well. Or the modern rendition of it. Damn you, children. That technology hasn't changed in ages. Yeah, I don't like it when the neighbors turn on our lights, though. Details. (laughs) That was annoying. Emperor's Court is getting ready to come on the air, so we need to vacate the space. So let us wrap it up. All right, Emperor. By thanking. Be dirtier than us. Oh, yes. That'll be easy. Your three-hour break from, from internet <laughs> done. porn. Done and done. Yeah. Exactly. Between Until Emperor we and have Highlander. an adult casually hardcore yeah. show, then... That would be hardcore. I work in IT. <laughs> I know. We are the filthiest minds in the world. Uh, awesome. I don't know. I read a lot of fanfic, so... Oh, uh, I was going to say. IT has pretty much everything beat. We are we are bored and sit in cubes and have very little but our imaginations to keep our Brain. occupation. Oh my god! We are a filthy, filthy breed. All right. <laughs> and on that note, thank you to all the volunteers <laughs> who uh, bring out the uh, the weird web for us. We appreciate all the work you do. And you can find us on Facebook, Google Plus. Just do a search for Casually Hardcore. You'll find us. Follow us on Twitter. Remember the slight change there. If you want to follow Casually Hardcore, the name now is Hardcore Casuals. If you were already following us, you don't need to change anything. It happened automatically. And then you can also follow Alpha Geek Radio for the station in general. You can follow me, GnomeWise, Izzy Grail for him, Daxa CH for her, and Iolite underscore CH for the other her. Send us emails to the show at alphageekradio.com. Check out our sister feeds, Alpha Geek Radio and Alpha Geek Interviews. Sponsor a segment for the whopping price of five whole American dollar. You can make us say silly things to introduce whatever segment you like, any week you like. You can follow those links at alphageekradio.com. They're on the right-hand side of the page. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, both episodes and streaming. If you're going to be buying something from Amazon, if you take a moment to begin your search with the Amazon widgets on alphageekradio.com, we will get a small cut of your purchase at no extra cost to you, and you will help keep the website up and running and the streamer streaming, the flux capacitor fluxing. (sighs) I think that's everything. I think so. Take a moment to come to the forums and cast your vote or give us your suggestion for the Name the Mascot contest, win a compiled swag bag of leetness, from many conventions over the last year or so. Find us on Facebook and suggest next week's call-in topic of the week. Enjoy all the redesigns on the various sites. We've been busy with uh, Alpha Geek Radio, Versus the World Productions, and the Versus the World Forums. All have gotten kind of a makeover. Check it Mm -hmm. out. Let us know what you think. And we are out of here.
I have been Gnomewise. I've been Iolite. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. See us two weeks hence. Yes. Take an Easter Sunday off due to it being Easter Sunday and traveling happening. And cracking eggs over people's heads. And that too. Enjoy your holiday and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, radio people. Bombadida, 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 bombadida,